want to welcome all of the campuses. We are one church in many locations. Come on, all the campuses, just celebrate. We love you guys online, all the campuses throughout the Carolinas. Two in Kenya, which is going to have a particular relevance for us today. Um, but again, just so very glad you are here. Today, I want to talk to you about children. And man, children are a trip, are they not? Like how many of you, how many of you just love children? How many of you, be honest, you're in the house of the Lord, you're like, nah, I don't care for them that much. <laughs> right, they are just a trip, man. I love children. I know you would probably guess that having five of them. But I came across recently some prayers of children. And I thought I would share some with you. Uh, here's one from Debbie. She's seven years old. And Debbie says this, dear God, please send a new baby for mommy. The new baby you sent last week cries way too much. <laughs> True prayers. Here's one. Dear God, this is from Angela, age eight. Dear God, this is my prayer. Could you please give my brother some brains? So far, he doesn't have any. <laughs> Here's one. And one particular four-year-old prayed this. <laughs> and forgive us our trash baskets <laughs> as we forgive those who put trash in our baskets. It goes on, lead us not into temptation, but, but deliver us some email. <laughs> Here's a three-year-old, my friend, his son, Reese, says this, our father, who does art in heaven? <laughs> no, they, Howard is his name. <laughs> oh, here's some wisdom, here's some wisdom from children. Uh, Michael, age 14, Listen, listen, and, and young people, I got some young people in here. My kids are actually in here. They need to listen to this right here. Michael, age 14, says this. When your dad is mad and ask, do I look stupid? Don't answer him. <laughs> Talia, age 11, says this. When your mom is mad at your dad, don't let her brush your hair. <laughs> And, and this, this is good for all of us. Everybody listen in. Michael, age 14, says, never tell your mom her diet's not working. <laughs> little, um, little sister was waiting for her parents to get home with her, uh, their newborn, her little brother. And she met them at the door. And she followed her new arrival, her new little baby brother around the house like a shadow. And finally, the parents put the, the little boy in a bassinet, and the girl noticed that the, the little boy had, still had the ID name tag around his little chubby little wrist. And the little girl says, Mommy, Mommy, when are you going to take the price tag off? <laughs> I got a question for you, all joking aside. What do you think, what do you think is the price tag of a child? What do you think a child is worth? Now, we can talk about it in multiple ways, so we might as well just realize what we're up against if we're trying to raise a child in the United States of America. Expenditures on children by Families Annual Report recently said that it will cost you between $12,350 and $13,900 a year to raise a child. Now, I'm just telling you, I think that is low. I think that is conservative, but that's the average, right? That equals to about, so listen, expecting parents or people who are thinking about children, that will equal, through the age of about 18, $233,000 is what you will spend to raise a child. That doesn't even include college. 
But on a serious note, come on, come on. How much do you think it's worth? If you could give some money, listen, and literally rescue a child from physical poverty and spiritual poverty, what would you give? Hey, can I be honest with you today? Can I? I have an agenda. I have an objective today. No sense in trying to play it on the down low or be coy about it. No, 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 no. I have an objective. And my objective is that you would sponsor a child today. And if you're already sponsored, because we have a lot of sponsors around here, I would pray you would sponsor another one. Some of you might sponsor multiple children for your first go at it. But I have an agenda and I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. I want to do everything I possibly can do to get you to sponsor a child. And so I'm not really going to play around much. I'm just going to go right at it. Campus pastors were texting me earlier. They're like, bro, you are not playing today. I'm not playing. Nobody's got time when you start talking about a subject like this. But let me give you some good news. Here's the deal. I don't know if you're like this, but when I think about poverty, I, I, I can get discouraged. I can think like there's no way we're really gonna ever make a dent in poverty. And so when we get discouraged, we sometimes just throw our hands up in the air. We say, forget about it. I got some really good news for you. This was so encouraging to me. In the last 25 years, extreme poverty, living on less than a dollar a day has been cut in half. Let the church say, praise the Lord. That's just good news, is it not? I mean, we are making a dent in poverty. And I don't mean just New Hope. I mean like the church universal is making a huge dent in poverty. We are making a difference and we can continue to make a difference. So check this out. For basically a dollar a day, you can help rescue a child from poverty in the name of Jesus. A child needs you. Look at your neighbor, the one you like, the one you like the most. Look at your neighbor and say, a child needs you. Y'all over here hugging and stuff. Now, now look at your other neighbor because now they know you didn't pick them and they, you, know, you don't like them, but they need, the child needs them too. So look at your other neighbor and say, a child needs you. <laughs> will you, will you stand in honor of God's word. Matthew chapter 18. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? That's a great question. Who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name does what, church? Does what? Welcomes me. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Like Jesus is not playing around either. You notice this when he starts talking about children? If you've got your Bibles open, you can just flip over one page. And in Matthew 19, we come across this. 
Then Jesus brought little then the people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Won't you read this next part with me? Ready? Go. Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. You sound great, church. Father God, would you take our minds and would you think through them today? Lord, as I often pray, but most particularly today, God, would you take our hearts, would you fill with them today? Lord Jesus, take my lips and speak through them today. For if you do not speak, then absolutely nothing of any significance will have been spoken. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Hey, we had a camp yesterday at all of our campuses. It was called Blast Off. It was off the chain. Uh, and I just want to let you know that uh, I was hanging out with all these children around here. They were like everywhere. And uh, 37 children accepted Christ as Lord and Savior yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. And I just want to say a huge thank you to all of the staff and all of the family ministries, volunteers, the world changers who were here yesterday, they were everywhere and at all the campuses. I want us to give it up for those who lay their lives down for our children. Way to go. But today I want us to actually think about the children in other parts of the world. And again, I want to encourage you with everything I have to sponsor a child today. My wife and I started sponsoring a child a long time ago. We've sponsored several, Joseph. But I want to introduce to you Eunice today. Eunice is a beautiful little girl that we sponsored a good little while ago. I mean, you'll tell by the picture how outdated it is. My daughter, who's a senior now at the University of North Carolina, there she is. But that is sweet little Eunice. And when I met her, I did what you know any good Western man would want to do for a sweet little girl. I bought her a Fanta orange drink. I don't know, I don't, that was probably a no-no. They told me later her stomach probably could not handle it, but I just wanna let you know, she dropped that straw in that bad boy and she drank it, it just straight. She did half the bottle. We stopped and took a picture after the picture. She just finished it up. We've watched her grow up. We've had all kinds of time with her. Like, I wanna encourage you not only to sponsor a child today, but I want you to know that we take missions trips on a regular basis where you can actually go visit the child you sponsor. Here's another one, Amy Lynn's with her at the desk, kind of working with her. By the way, we just got word that Eunice got accepted into high school and Compassion International is now going to pay for that. Here, here's another picture our kids got involved. Here's Benjamin and Anna Grace with Eunice. And here's a picture. This is one of these reunion pictures where we take sponsors. These are New Hopers with their sponsored children. And they get to spend a day or two with these precious children. So let me give you some hardcore poverty facts. And I know I said earlier that we've cut it in half. Everybody say, praise the Lord. That's good, good news. But let me tell you something. We've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. Every day, about 800 children worldwide die of malaria, a preventable and treatable disease. An estimated 61 million primary school age children worldwide don't attend school, which is why we're so thrilled that our Eunice is going to go to high school. 
About 767 million people live on less than a buck 90 per day, making them extremely vulnerable to natural disasters, illness, food shortages, or instability of any kind. Around 45% of deaths of children under five are linked to undernutrition. Approximately 385 million children, that's 19.5% of the world's children, live in extreme poverty. Each day, oh, this, this just tears me up right here. Each day, 7,000 newborns die worldwide. Each day, church. Most of them in developing countries. An estimated 821 million people worldwide are undernourished. And there are 2.1 billion, with a B, people globally who don't have safe water at home. And when God started breaking Amy's heart and my heart for this kind of stuff, we knew we had to find a great organization to partner with. And so we went and did our research. Uh, this, this organization flew me to Kenya one time and sat me in the upper room of this restaurant and presented the seminar. And I was able to get in behind closed doors and really learn about this organization. The beauty of compassion is that every dollar you spend in sponsoring a child, they will give you regular reports showing you where every dollar you spend goes. Compassion International, write this down. This is in your teaching notes. Compassion International is Christ-centered. Let the church say Amen. Compassion International is child-focused. So it's Christ-centered, it's child-focused, and it's church-based. It's one of the reasons why we love it so much, not to mention the transparency and the accountability that I just shared with you. Say this with me, read it out loud. Compassion International is what? Christ-centered, child-focused, church-based. Let me tell you a little bit more about it because if you're gonna give money to sponsor a child through this organization, I need to make sure you understand what compassion is all about and you can also go online as well. But compassion is a child advocacy ministry pairing compassionate people with children living in extreme poverty to release the children, listen, not just from physical poverty, but to give them spiritual nourishment in the name of Jesus. And compassion has been leading the way in putting a dent in poverty in Jesus' name. The etymology of the word compassion, you might know this, stems from the Latin word com, meaning work together, and the Latin patty, meaning to suffer. So compassion and the organization itself literally means to suffer with to actually put some feet and hands to our empathy. Not just feeling something for people, but actually doing something. And James says, faith without what works is what, church? Dead. The beauty of compassion is that it equips and releases us to actually make a difference. Compassion, suffering with another person, if you will, combines sympathy with an active response or a desire to actually help. And because we have compassion, we want to act and lessen someone else's suffering. Agreed? The desire to act is what differentiates compassion from many, many organizations out there. 
And you wanna know where all this stems from? This is what's really cool. It all stems from Jesus. It all stems from the passages we just read. Did you catch it? Jesus, pretty busy guy, right? What are you doing today? Oh, I'm just gonna save the world. <laughs> he's a pretty busy guy. And he's making his way and he's doing miracles and he's teaching and he's preaching and he's got his eyes fixed on the cross. And children, children start to come up to him and, and the religious people, in this case, in Matthew's version, the disciples try to pull the children away. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. Let the little children come to me. For such belongs, what? The kingdom of heaven. And then he says, get this, unless you become like a child, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And so the whole premise behind compassion, my whole objective today and the language that compassion uses and thus we use is to partner with Amy Lynn and I and literally rescue a child from poverty. That's what we're talking about, rescuing a child from poverty. But I gotta tell you something, it hit me this week. You know what really needs to be rescued in many, many cases? Our hearts. Like, we're going to rescue some children in Jesus' name today. Amen? You should have seen the response after the first celebration. We are going to rescue some children. But before God wants to use us to rescue children, listen, God wants to rescue our hearts and calls us to truly care for those that he believes in and loves dearly. I don't think it's a coincidence that you're here today. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe you're here today or at a campus or you're watching this online because God had a divine appointment with you today for the sake of a child or children. I believe that. And I don't just believe this. I know that there are children around the world who are on lists. In fact, you're gonna see a bunch of pictures of them later. And they're praying that God will rescue your heart and cause you to move and rescue them. Oswald Chambers, the great Oswald Chambers, many of you grew up probably reading uh, his highest. He says this, God is the great engineer creating circumstances to bring about moments in our lives of divine importance and leading us to what church? To what? Divine appointments. Can you just imagine today, can you, can you get a vision of the fact that God knew you would be here today, June 30th, 2019, and the Holy Spirit wooed you here. You just thought you were coming. Listen, the Holy Spirit was a part of this and has a divine appointment with you. The question is, will you respond positively? As we sang about a few weeks ago and I talked about that song, will you say to God, yes, I will? Because you only have two responses. Yes, I will, or what? <laughs> no, I won't. And will you let God just stir inside of you some compassion for children? I, um, I had a vision this week. I don't talk like that usually. I mean, I had a vision to start this church and I believe in vision, right? The Bible says where there is no vision, the people what? <laughs> I've often said where there is no vision, people go to another parish. <laughs> but that, <laughs> that's another story. 
But like, I literally had a vision this week that I haven't been able to shake. Normally when I'm working on my messages, you know who I'm thinking about? You. I'm thinking about where you sit. I'm thinking about you at the campuses. I'm, I'm thinking about you because communicators always think about their audience. I didn't think about you this week. God put a, a burden on me and a vision that I haven't been able to shake even to this moment. And here it is. All week long, I would wake up thinking about this. I would go to bed thinking about this. A few nights, I woke up at like three or four o'clock in the morning with this visual. I saw masses of children because I've been to these lands and I've hugged and loved on these children. And like I said, we sponsor these children. And in this vision, I saw just masses of children as far as the eye could see, all these little children. And they were looking at me. And they were looking at me as if to say and ask, will you speak on our behalf? And will you do everything you possibly can to move new hopers towards sponsoring a child in the name of Jesus? And then a verse came to my mind. A verse, and I, I want you to read, read it with me because it's a powerful verse. You might not have heard it before. It's Proverbs 31, 8. Ready, ready, read, read it with me. Go. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. And all I'm trying to do today is do precisely that because I got this visual and they're wondering if you'll let God rescue your heart so that you can then rescue them from poverty and infuse within them hope. Brennan Manning, one of my favorite, Brennan Manning says this, childlike surrender and trust, I believe, is the defining spirit of authentic discipleship. This is why Jesus said we must become like a child. Here's another great quote. It takes a childlike heart to feel the promptings of the Spirit, to surrender to those commands and to obey. That is what it takes to be nourished by the good word of God. So again, I just wanna challenge you with everything that I possibly can. And I wanna just wrap up with giving you one of the coolest illustrations I could ever even imagine being able to share with you. In case you're wondering how compassion can actually change a kid's life, I wanna show you a beautiful picture. And they're staff members of New Hope. These are, these are two staff members of New Hope, Peter and Susan. Look at these folks. They are beautiful. Peter is our campus pastor at the Kaganjo campus. Susan is the director of the ministry that we started uh, called Street Hope. You might remember Anna Grace, my daughter, and Amy Lynn had this vision for Street Hope, so we launched this ministry over there. Street Hope literally goes into the slums in and around Kenya and all over for that matter, and it literally rescues children who have been caught up in the sex trafficking trade. Street Hope. Susan, right there, is the director of that ministry under my wife's tutelage. Peter is a campus pastor. Now, in the words of Paul Harvey, let me tell you the rest of the story. They were compassion children. They were ripped apart with poverty. They grew up in the slums. And somebody, someday, somewhere, said, yes, I will. And they sponsored them. 
And now they're on your church staff team making a difference for the kingdom of heaven. Come on now. Will you take out your teaching notes? I'm pretty much done. Take out your teaching notes. Because I want you to hear from some other people today. And we've got some new hopers who want to share their stories with you as they sponsor children. But today, at the bottom of your teaching notes, right down at the bottom, I actually put a simple point of application today. Here, here it is. It says this. Today, June 30th, 2019, God rescued my heart. And I am going to sponsor and rescue a child's heart and life with the hope of Jesus. The mission statement of New Hope is we exist to give people the hope of Jesus, teach them to follow God's word, and release world changers. That's what we exist to do. Here is a palpable, applicable way in which you can live out that mission and sponsor a child and be a world changer. In fact, why don't you read it with me? Go ahead and put that back up there, the application on the bottom of the teaching notes, and you have it in front of you. Everybody has it. Read this with me, if you will. Today, June 30th, 2019, God rescued my heart, and I am going to sponsor and rescue a child's heart and life with the hope of Jesus. Now, you just said it. I'm not gonna manipulate you. That doesn't mean you have to do it but I want to encourage you to. With everything I can, I challenge you today. For basically a dollar a day, you can rescue a child from poverty. Give them the hope of Jesus, and together we can keep changing the world. Amen? Amen. Listen to some of our New Hope sponsors. sponsors uh, in 2009 at New Hope through Compassion. We decided to sponsor Brian in 2016 after calling here in the church during Compassion Sunday. Three years ago, we decided to become a sponsorship family. The most rewarding thing about being a child sponsor is knowing how much my money is benefiting their lives. When I went on my visit this year, the Compassion people had a little folder that showed you where all the money was spent. It showed you all the grades they had. It was very informative. We brought gifts for her. And the first thing she did with the gifts was try to figure out how she was gonna share those gifts with her siblings and make sure that they had the experience as well. So one of the most impactful things about our visit with Brian was just seeing him open up and the joy that he started to exude as we were there. As we gave him Legos and just kind of, we walked around the zoo, you just saw the, that, that joyfulness really start to come out. I had the fortune of going to Kenya in January and I was able to meet my compassion child, Prince, and I was able to see him and hug him and it was just awesome. 
sponsorship is biblical because it allows us to put into action giving to the least of these. It says in uh, Proverbs 3:27, do not withhold good from those whom it is due when you have the power to act. God calls us to give to the least of these and he's blessed us with so much uh, to be able to pour some of that into Brian to make sure that he has a great upbringing is also important to us. The Word tells us, whatever you've done to the least of these, you've done unto me. And so we have an opportunity to honor Jesus by sponsoring this child and impacting her family. We chose to be one step closer. I chose to be one step closer. We chose to be one step closer.